Welcome to The Rack Show, where we talk about everything regarding the responsibly armed citizen. My name is Tim Kelly. I'm here with Frank Horvath, and today we're going to be talking about parenting and guns, or kids and guns. So, um, yeah. How you doing, Frank? Doing fantastic. I have a little bit of a cold, so a little under weather, but aside from that, I am faring just well. As long as you're not sneezing or coughing into the microphone, we're good. No promises, but we'll, we'll do what we can. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So parenting and guns. I'm, I'm a father. I've got a, um, a three-year-old son. He's soon to be four. And I've got a six-year-old daughter. And uh, for, for as long as I can remember, um, uh, they, they have known about firearms. Literally, the, the day my daughter was born, I introduced her to all the firearms and that, that I had in the house. I mean, it's, it's just kind of a big part of our life, you right. know. Uh, so, you know, I, t- I tell our students all the time um, that our lifestyle around firearms is, is much different than most, right? So I don't expect that of other people. Um, but it, you can't hide. I mean, from, from what we do, you can't hide firearms from, you know, from our kids. Like, it's just not going to happen. Well, so. you know, and, and as a responsible parent, like, yeah, I think, I don't think that you necessarily have to hide it, right? Sure. They're, that, that's where that, you know, that, that teaching and that education comes through, regardless of your firearm instructor or not. Right. Um, you know, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit later, but, you know, there are things that a responsibly armed citizen, if there are children in any way, shape, or form going to be anywhere near you, um, you know, whether it be on your person, whether it be, you know, in your home, in a vehicle, wh- wherever it is, you know, I think we'll talk about that, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a responsibility. There's th- certain things you have to do, and there's certain ways that you have to go about doing things. I'm not saying that it's all going to be uniform. The way that you teach your children may be different than the way that I'm teaching my children. Um, but, you know, the end goal and the reasoning behind that is what? Education, educating our children, educating, um, you know, them about, you know, farm safety and, you know, teaching them about a tool just like you would for anything. Right. So why? Why in the, in the first place? Why should we be teaching our kids about firearms? That, I, I, can, I can remember way back when, well, it wasn't taught in my school, but uh, years ago, uh, before I started attending school, uh, it was a very common thing to see firearms education or firearms safety classes and stuff like that in schools. Like it was, it was not something that was so taboo like like it is today. Um, it's uh, you know, it, it was something that was taught actively in homes and uh, and in schools. So why should we get back to that? Why should we even consider teaching our kids about guns? Uh, it, it, it has everything to do with safety. It has everything to do with, you know, that's, it, it is, uh, in, in order to be a responsible citizen, um, you have to be responsible, right? There's things that, that you must do. And I think, you know, educating your children, educating others um, to help, teach their children, I think that's our responsibility as, you know, a, a, a better armed community, better armed society, um, you know, because let's face it, you know, your child, kids are going to be exposed to a firearm at some point in their lives. Um, and that's, that's the unfortunate. There are not responsible people. There are people who are, you know, ill-prepared, ill, uh, ill-ready to, 
um, you know, live this responsible armed citizen lifestyle, and they'll do something silly like leaving a firearm in a public restroom, yeah. right, on the back of a toilet. Um, you know, if a child goes over to, we'll say, a, um, a grandparent's home, right, if the grandparent, you know, who normally doesn't have children at home, leaves a firearm out on a nightstand or something like that because that's what they normally do. They didn't have the presence of mind of putting that up or whatever it may have been. Then now that child is exposed to a firearm. Now, that that's that's illegal. I mean, we'll, we'll just go ahead and nip that in the butt. Like, we're not saying that, um, you know, there, there's there's you know, the Storage Protect Minors Act, right? There are sure. things, you know, legally. But regardless of that, the child is still being exposed to to a firearm. It's still being exposed to a tool. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's our responsibility as parents, it's our responsibility to be able to control that situation of when they're going to be exposed and how they're, and help instill, you know, the uh, ideas, help instill the ways that our children are going to react around that. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, that exposure can come in a, a lot of different ways. I mean, you've got video games, you've got movies and that type of thing as well. It may not just be stumbling upon a firearm in a house, right. but it, it really starts to, you know, uh, build that curiosity in the child. And, um, you know, like you said, if they, if they go over to, you know, to their friend's house and, you know, little Bobby knows where dad keeps his little his revolver and he's like, hey, man, come show you know, let me show you this. And it's, you know, your kid's first time ever seeing a gun. We don't want that to be their, their first experience. So I, I want to make sure we, we, we take note. This isn't just for the responsibly armed citizen. This is for a parent, right. just a parent. Right. It does not matter if you like guns. Right. It does not matter. The, 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 if you do not like guns, that's perfectly fine. Let's say you don't, you don't want them in your house. You don't want guns around anywhere, right? You don't believe in them, and that's perfectly fine. It is your right as an American citizen. Um, but to fear them and, and, and completely keep from teaching your kids about them is irresponsible. Right. It is absolutely irresponsible, it is, and, and it can lead to a serious catastrophe. You know, that's kind of like, you know, my, my mother, bless her heart, um, she, she was afraid of big water, like any kind of pools. Um, she couldn't swim, right? She was afraid to get into a lake or anything like that, to a pond or, and go swimming. And, you know, because of that, now I can swim. I swim like a fish now. Um, but because of that, I was afraid of water for a long time. And <clears throat> it forced, it, it kept me from getting into it. Now, I, I kind of see that as a, as a bad thing. Because had I ever found myself in water and I didn't want to be, I wouldn't know what to do. And that's kind of how I see about how I how I see teaching kids and uh, about firearms. If if we're if we're not teaching them, you know, you know, proper safety and handling and that type of thing, if if we're not teaching them, they're they're going to try and figure it out on their own. You know, um, luckily my my mother recognized that I was. Uh, a, also afraid of big water. So she signed me up for swimming classes. And so that helped me out a lot. That's the reason why I can swim today. But there's still, in the back of my head, there's still this little faint, like, no, no, I don't want to get in there. There's sharks in there. Well, it's a pool, Tim. No, it's a, there's sharks in there. Well, so, you know, something else to also consider is, you know, it, it doesn't actually have to be about, you know, safe, safe handling or, you know, safe, safety, you know, with the actual physical firearm. It could just be, 
um, you know, hey, you know, these are a set of rules in our house that you're going to follow if you see a firearm, right? So right. for many, especially, you know, I, I understand the point of view. I don't agree, but I understand the point of view of being afraid of a firearm. Right. Um, so if, you know, at the bare minimum, you know, you should help and you should instill into your kids or at least have, you know, rules set up in the you know, home to where, you know, if you see this, then you do this. Like mm-hmm. if you see a firearm, do not touch it, right? All right. Go get an adult. Go get, you know, go get a responsible, uh, responsible person so that we can go ahead and talk, you know, figure that out. Um, so, yeah, so so we've talked about, you know, a little bit about, you know, why you should teach kids. Um, the really common question we get all the time is what age, right? When do I start teaching my kid uh, about firearms, about firearms uh, safety, about being exposed to firearms, things of that nature? And I think that's an interesting point. So it's definitely something that, you know, we should dive into a little bit and talk a little bit more about. Um, and maybe even some uh, common misunderstandings, right? Yeah. Some common things about uh, kids and guns. So uh, let's, uh, let's cut the break and we'll be right back. Back to the Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. Um, one of your hosts, Frank Corrad, joined with me in studio is Tim Kelly. And we are talking about kids and guns. It's more specifically, at what age do we start you know, teaching our kids, teaching kids about firearms, and what are some of the common misunderstandings about kids and guns? So, uh, Tim, what do you think? What's your opinion? Uh, when do you start teaching a kid about firearms? Well, um like like most things in our teachings, it depends. It really depends on you, the parent, your level of education on on the subject, your honest level of education on the subject. And um, I mean, I think that that's really what's going to dictate what age you actually start educating your kids about firearms. Um, if you if you're like the ones uh, in the last segment we were talking about, you know, some parents are afraid of firearms, right? I wouldn't necessarily agree that that person who is afraid of firearms and doesn't know anything about them, they're probably not the best person suited to teach their kids about firearms, right? right? So they shouldn't just go out and try to teach them, hey, you know, this is the this and this is that. Well, we don't necessarily want to teach them that way. We want to make sure that we actually know what we're talking about um, so that we can teach them the correct way. Yeah, they need a foundation. Right, absolutely. So I would say... um, Depending on your level of education, so if you've got some type of um, experience in, in, in firearms handling and, and training, at, at the bare minimum, have taken some type of basic uh, basic firearms class, you know, a, a pistol class or a rifle class or something along those lines. Basic safety. Yeah, yeah, just a firearm safety class. Uh, and those are available all over the place. I mean, there's there's plenty of organizations out there that exist that that have different classes like that like the the nra certainly has some classes uh, uscca has uh, some basic firearms safety classes yeah i know a lot of uh communities like their police and sheriff's uh, departments mm-hmm. i think uh Iredell county I'm, I'm pretty sure they offer some like community safety basic firearm safety courses also but right. um you know it's just you know local municipalities will often have some sort of course or something like that they can take if you don't want to go seek out a a, a a, a company, a class. Right. So, and, you know, it also depends on your kid's age, too, in terms of how deep you really get into teaching them about firearms. I mean, if the kid can't communicate effectively, right? right. Like if, if they can't say the word gun <laughs> and they can't say the word no or, um, 
or something like that. They, they, if they can't, if they can't speak and communicate with you, you have to be careful about how you are. You have to be careful about how you are, are uh, teaching your kids and how deep you actually go into that subject. Like I, I was, uh, I wasn't joking, but I was, uh, you know, um, telling you earlier about like the day Addie was born, I carried her into, right. you know, the, the area where I keep all my guns and I was showing her around and stuff. And I was really just trying to give my wife a break for a minute, right. for a minute. Right. and uh, just showing her around the house and, and that type of thing. You know, she's, a, she's brand new, man. Just got her right. Still right. got the new baby smell. Right. And uh, she, she doesn't remember any of that. Right. right? And, and that's really not the point. It's, it's more of a, you know, like this is this is our lifestyle, kid. Like right. this is this is something that's uh, that you're going to be seeing on a regular basis, you know, for for as long as you'll, you're alive, really, uh, at least as long as you live in this house, you know. Um, so it was more of a familiarization for her. And then, you know, as they got older and they started to, you know, be able to talk and and start to ask questions, like even even the most very basic one, like what's that, All right? That's that's when you start teaching them about. It. Now I don't expect them to know the nomenclature of a firearm when they're three years old, right? <laughs> they, right. They, they can't they they can't remember and retain all of that information. That's not the point. You know, the point is to get them to the point where they can communicate. Okay, if I am curious about this, all I have to do is ask. Can I see that? Yes, you may. Can I touch that? Yes, you may. Don't touch the trigger. Don't touch the muzzle. And you remind that over and over and over and over, you know, and by the time they're at his age, where she's she's six years old now, she knows. She knows she knows not to touch the firearm unless she asks. Now now point of clarity, that this firearm that you're allowing them to be curious about is not loaded. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just want to make sure that's yeah, crystal that's, clear. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, actually, we'll we'll talk a little bit more. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit more later about, about how like everyday carry yeah. troubles and stuff about right. how to deal with that loaded <laughs> firearm in a kid. Um, but no, yeah, we're, we're talking about stored firearms, firearms that are completely you know safe uh, and rendered inert. Um, they're they're not capable of harming anybody, so it's completely unloaded. Um, yeah, those are the ones, that, and most of the time they just want to pet the, you know, the wood stock or something like that, or you know, feel the grooves on the on a hammer on a revolver or something well, like that. They're curious, yeah. right? So they're 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 inquisitive, especially you know if 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 they're around, if they're seen, you know, if they're, you're you know concealed carrying something like that, and they see you know mom or daddy taking it and putting it in a secured place, you know, each and every day, then that's gonna there's gonna be some curiosity there. They're gonna yeah. ask questions, and that's healthy. Right. Um, you know, being able to uh, encourage a lifestyle of you know asking questions and and learning about things. I mean, it's healthy. It's healthy for a kid to do. Um, you know, that that does nothing but sets them up for success a little bit later. Now, you know, you talked a little bit about. Um, it depends. Depends on the kid. I can 100% relate to that. You know, so you know, I, my son and daughter, uh, very similarly. You know, I, I, they've been around. They've been uh, around firearms their entire life. Um, and again, and we did it in in stages, depending on, um, you know, what their maturity level was, depending on what their you know mental capacity was at, and what their actual understanding is. And here's the thing, like you know, my son just recently turned four. 
my daughter's been four for a couple of years, a couple of years now. Right? She's there <laughs> for a little while ago, <clears throat> but they're uh, the maturity level and the uh, like where they're able to like communicate and how they're able to communicate and how they're able to speak and just where their thought process is vastly different. Yeah. Like my son, I feel like is way behind my daughter at the same age. Yeah. Versus, you know, where, you know, my daughter was way ahead of, you know, most other kids that, that were her age, you know, at the time. So it, that, I think that's a good example of it. It really depends. It depends. I'm not saying a four-year-old is going to go out and, you know, have a firearm and start doing things. That's that's not at all what I'm saying. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know, taking and, and, and educating them and just like you said, allowing them to, you know, look at things, touch things, you know, with, with you know, proper safety precautions put in place um, and, you know, in the presence of, of you as the parent is, is absolutely, you know, uh, suggested and I think it's beneficial um, as long as like you said and as long as you know the parent has that that fundamental understanding of what safety is is fundamental um, administrative handling skills and things like that um, something else I want to touch on real quick is you know so my kids were or my daughter really she, um, you know she's seven now almost seven um, she was not able to, you know, shoot a gun, have anything to do with a firearm until she was able to, you know, tell me, and this is just what we did in my house, until she was t- able to tell me what her, you know, fundamental firearm safety rules were. And she was not only supposed to tell me, not just recite them blindly, but what each individual rule meant. Right. And for me in my house, that worked out very well. So, you know, early on it was, you know, if you see a firearm, don't touch, go get an adult. Right. right. And it's still that way. But... When she got to the point of being able to tell me what her fundamental firearm safety rules were and why those rules were important, that's when I took her to the range. We were able to go pick out, you know, it's it's my firearm, but yeah. it's I let her use it with sure. me. Um, you know, the you know, a little, you know, pink little twenty two. Mm-hmm. And we were able to go out and actually start shooting together and we start, you know, training together a little bit as far as, you know, some of those foundational skills. Um I was a, the only reason I was able to do that is because she was interested, she was curious, and she was curious enough to put some forethought into some some actual thought into remembering. Okay, these are important. These are important rules for my life. So because they're so important, and because I want to do this, then I'm going to memorize, and then I'm going to be able to recite and tell you exactly why. Right. That was important for me in my house. Right. My son. Not there yet. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> He's still like, you know, little bam, bam, like a water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we did get him his first Nerf gun, you yeah. know, this birthday. And, uh, you know, it was big, big stuff for us in our house. And, uh, you know, he's still, like, you know, shooting the ceiling and doing all kinds of fun stuff with it that, you know, kids need to do. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, but, but again, it's just kids are different, right? Yeah. It, it depends on where they're at. It really does, man. Um <clears throat> As far as uh, you know, you said you said Max is uh, um, not there yet. Neither is Kipley. Kipley's got like the two most important firearms handling safety rules down. You know, keep your finger straight and off the trigger until you're ready to fire, and keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. But he's got those down. But um, and we did things a little bit different. Um, I, I exposed our kids, to, you know, to firearms. They went to the range all the time. Uh, but, but we have a range right in front of our house. Right. Like this is literally what I do for a living. So. It, it, you only you can only get asked the question so many times. Papa, can I go to the range? Can I go see what you do? Can right, I go out there? Right. right. So we go out there, and, and they were able to see see me shoot or see some of the you know somebody else shoot, but they weren't allowed to actually shoot firearms themselves. Um, 
until they could recite those firearms handling safety rules. Right. Now, one of the cool things that we did, um, one of the one of the cool things that we did was we got a a, a small P three Sig P three sixty five BB gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took and I made them a belt, a little gun belt. I had a holster for an outside the waistband holster for the 365, and it's a BB gun. So I let them learn handling on that. Once once they got to that point, mainly it's Addie. Addie uses it more than more than Kipley does right now, um, but she uses that. Uh, and if you keep the magazine out of it. Right. And um, it's not loaded at all. You teach her how to verify that it's unloaded and you teach her dry fire practice. And through that, she's able to make mistakes. She's able to make mistakes and and break a rule and, you know, it not be the end of the world. Yeah. And you can correct her. Right. 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 And, And that's that's really where we want to. What, when we're easing our kids into you know handling firearms, it's one of the things you really want to make sure you're doing is using some type of inert firearm, right? So that they understand the importance. But you know they're allowed to make mistakes. They're, they've got to. Mm-hmm. They've got to make mistakes. And I'd rather them make mistakes with a firearm that is you know completely incapable of hurting somebody um, than you know later on in life when they said I think I remember how to do this. Right. You know. Um, yeah, so. uh, we in in our house we liked using the um, the the orange like dummy guns, the orange, right. uh, orange pistols, and then uh, after the orange pistol and the blue pistols, they're just rubber pieces of molded rubber, right? right. And then we you pick them up on Amazon, pretty cheap. And then we moved on to cert pistols and things like that. <clears throat> um, it, was, it was it was really interesting, you know, trying to figure out different ways of being able to safely expose our kids to, again, just like you said, an inert something right Right. just to get the the thought going let's uh let's keep talking a little bit about this welcome back welcome back to the responsibly armed citizen show the rack show i am tim kelly and i have frank horvath with me and we are talking about kids and guns um we're we were kind of talking about what age we should start uh teaching our kids about firearms and uh, i really wanted to point something out Man, you're gonna you'd be surprised at the things that you'll find on the internet. No, uh, really. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was watching uh, a, a Instagram reel the other day of this gentleman who was claiming that you don't need to you don't need to worry about storing your firearms or keeping them away from your kids so long as your kids know how to safely handle them. They know firearm safety. I think that's a pretty serious misunderstanding, um, and, and it can be taking it could be taken you know uh, the wrong way. You know, as we've already covered, our k- kids are different. They learn differently. They learn at different ages. Um, you know, there's just you can't blanket statement uh, something like that. Absolutely. You know, and, and and when we talk about kids and guns, one of the first things we think of is a toddler and a firearm. We're not just talking about toddlers and firearms. We're talking about a kid, which is, you know, from zero to 18. And, and there's a lot of different considerations that you have to you have to keep in mind there, right? For instance, if, if you live under that, if you, if you live that mindset of, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about keeping my guns put away. My kids know better. Think back, think back when you were a teenager going through puberty and you were dealing with all of these new hormones 
think back to what that was like for you and imagine just how catastrophic it could be if there was a firearm available to you. Absolutely. Like uh, all of the, you know, the, the drama you, you, you deal with as, as a young teenager, you know, breakups, you know, um, schoolyard bullies or whatever, you know, th- th- had I had a firearm, you know, then had quick access to a firearm, that could have been really bad. Right. That could have made a lot of really bad decisions. There are many reasons that you should be keeping your guns, you know, up and, and put away. And you can't rely on this. Well, they know better. They, they know they'll get the belt if they, you know, right. uh, or something along those lines. Man, you can't. You can't rely on that. Yeah, it's 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 it, you know. It, I think that that thought process is is irresponsible. Right. Um, you know the again blanket statements. Every every kid is different. I mean, you know, there's there's just there's. Are you willing to chance it? Right. I mean, are you re- willing to risk um, the safety of you know your child, the the safety of you know, other potentially other people's children, or just other people in general? That's not something I'm going to risk. Yeah. It just doesn't. Um, it takes one minor lapse in judgment. Right when you're in a low place, mm-hmm. in order to change the lives of everyone else that's around you. Right, it doesn't have to even be a firearm. Right, it, I mean, it could be a nail gun, it could yeah. be a hammer, it could be a knife. It doesn't matter. Um, but for those same reasons, well, we want to make sure that we're you know doing the right thing and as responsibly armed citizens, and we're stowing those firearms when they're not being used. We're right. stowing those firearms outside of the hands of um, the ready access of children. So. Um, uh, EDC, right? So we've, we, we are responsible for citizens. We carry on us every single day, yeah. right? We have a firearm on our person. Uh, our spouses often have firearms on their person or, or do on a regular basis. So at the end of the day, you know, after you've, you've done, you've you know, done your thing. If you, for you know, you're taking your firearm off your person, whatever it is, um, how, you know, what are some things to think about? What well, are what are some complications to that? I think I think some of the biggest complications that I've noticed uh, with with having <laughs> taking kids to the store and having a gun on me, especially when they're at that young age, the the what's that? What's right, that? Right. You, know, you know, they 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 just repeat themselves over and over again. Um, at that stage, it can be rather awkward, a little difficult to manage. Um, you have to get creative, Yep. you know? Um, it, for instance, Kipley was the worst with it. Kipley would, you know, like he would, you know, pick him up and like his knee would brush, mm-hmm. you know, the, the butt of my gun or something like that. And he'd be like, what's that, Papa? You got your gun on you? And, and then you, you, you're around a crowd of people and it's like, um, uh, yeah, it was my belt, Kipley. That was my belt buckle. Right. You know, where you you try to you try to hide st- stuff like that, and then you have to have that conversation with them when you get into a private place. If we don't talk about guns when we're in public, and and that's teaching them the you know the purpose of concealment, right? The purpose of concealment is it stays put away. Nobody else needs to know that you have it on you. That is the whole point of concealment. He doesn't understand that, right? You know, obviously they 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 don't have they have no clue. But that is one of the one of the complications. Now, one of the things that my wife ran into is <laughs> Kipley would try to like raise her shirt up to mm-hmm. to look and you know 
and you'd, you'd have to stop him, you right. know? And it, I can't tell you how many times we've had to have that talk with him of like, we don't talk about guns in public. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know? Um, and the other thing is just having conversations. It may not even be about like the gun that's on you. Just having conversations with people. When your kid goes up to an adult and talks to, and, and you have imagination like Kipley has, he's talking about shooting coyotes and stuff like that mm-hmm. in his backyard. And, and I don't know, riding deer and stuff like that with his bow and arrow. Like he's, he's, right. got, he's got a serious <laughs> he's imagination. An absolute wild man. Yeah, yeah, dude. He has serious imagination, but he'll go off on these rants about firearms with people he's never even met before. Right. And he'll try to teach them. He says he's got to teach them about firearms. So he's what he's teaching them is, teach him about what the trigger is and stuff like that. And he's, he's just a little educator, man. That can be awkward. That can be oh, awkward yeah. with somebody you just met and they're like, this kid's talking to me about guns. Like, man, what's, what's their, the, I'm, I'm imagining what they're imagining right, right now. Like right. this house is probably. What's their home life look yeah. like? Like what's, <laughs> what, what, where, they live in an arsenal? Like yeah. what is going on here? Yeah, yeah no <laughs> kidding. Um, so yeah, those, just those conversations, man, it can make for um, some really weird conversations with people. Um, and, and I think a, a lot of folks sometimes can get the wrong idea uh, and and think that it just automatically assume that, you know, we are, you know, just irresponsibly leaving firearms laying around or something like that. Right. Or, you know, we let our kids to run around with guns all day or something like that. And that's not the case at all. So I think mean, there's a lot of misunderstandings there. Um, some other, uh, everyday carry, uh, struggles, I, I guess is, is just, you know, how, how do I manage dealing with two like raging little kids, you know, at Costco running around, I've got to pick one up, one fell over. Oh, I've got to pick her up and, and pat her yep. on the back. And I got to do that without like them accidentally, you know, lifting their shirt up with their, or lifting my shirt up with their foot and exposing my firearm. It's like you're constantly adjusting yourself when you're picking the kids up and it's, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult, but have you run into any troubles? Yeah. Um, so primarily, so the, you know, the way that I normally carry, um, yeah, it's, it's bound to happen. You know, the Max or Harper will come running up to me and they want to give me a great big hug or something like that. And their head is, is right, <laughs> right, you know, where my, my holster, my farm is. So it's, it, Max used to do it all the time. He's slowed down now. Yeah. It doesn't mean he stopped, but he just run full board, give me a great big hug and bang, he bounces his head <laughs> off of, you know, off the holster. And, uh, you know, while, while fun. Funny, like you feel bad, yeah. you know. It's like, ah, oh, buddy, uh, you, you okay? He's like, oh, what was that? Like, oh, well, that was my belt, buddy, <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, but, but, um, thinking, you know, thinking more about home life, right? So, thinking about, you know, keeping that, keep, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're we're done. I'm taking you know my farm off my person, whatever it may be, um, you know, just before bed or, or or however that ends up working. Uh, you know, putting that farm in a safe place, right? right? So, and thinking about what a safe place is and what actually works for you um, and your family. I, I've talked to, I've seen firsthand so many people 
who will just, you know, at, they'll take their firearm off, they'll take it out of a purse, out of a bag, whatever it is, and then end up sticking it somewhere that, that uh, instead of putting it, you know, inside of a locked container or something like that. And, man, kids are monkeys. Yeah, man. Kids will absolutely get a hold of that. They'll get it down. Um, they don't have the presence of mind to, you know, to, to really understand. Like, you know, just throwing it on top of your fridge or on top of your dryer or on top of, you know, a dresser or something like that just doesn't work. Yeah. Or, or just sticking it in a drawer, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, until somebody opens it up and now it's in their mind. Right. Um, so, you know, really finding a place that uh, that farm can be secure. And, you know, and uh, think, again, weighing out, you know, the, the competency of the kid and, you know, figuring that out. We went to the homeschooling conference not long ago. And we had the, the what was it, the stop box? The stop box, yep, so yeah. the stop box there. And, uh, you know, the dad walks up and goes, oh, yeah, I got one of these. And the kid was like, you know. The, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and the kid opened the stop box up yeah. like, immediately right in front of us. Yeah. And what's the first thing he does as soon as he opens the box? He picks it up. He picks it up. He, we had a little uh, a dummy gun inside yeah. the stop box. He picks the dummy gun up, starts waving it around. You're like, N -n -n sir, <laughs> we are why you are why we are here. Yeah. Like we, we need to have a conversation yeah. because you know if if the kid already knows how to defeat that retention device because that's yeah. what it is, the retention device, um, then it's not doing you any good in your home right. at all. Yeah. What I thought was what I thought was interesting about that was um, <laughs> when the kid did that. And grabbed the gun, and the, the dad immediately started getting defensive. It was like, "Oh, well, he wouldn't do that with a real right, gun." And like, right. he's like, "How did you, how did you do that?" And he's he's talking to the, his son. How how did you do that? And he's like, "Well, you showed me." He's like, "No, I didn't." And then that look of concern you could see come over his face, and we're like, "Yeah, bro, he was Kids doing playing. He was doing that when you weren't around, right?" So I mean, that's that's a problem. So you can't, <clears throat> you know, you can't expect. You know, certain as you were saying, you can't expect certain, you know, certain uh, obstacles like a retention device to work forever. Um, you, you got you're going to have to upgrade to something a little bit more serious, like a um, you know something that's got a, a biometric or a punch code or at least a key, something right. you know um, uh, that a kid just can't easily access. Um, yeah, man, the the. the <laughs> What, the one of the things I, I, I want to put out what a daily what a what my life looks like on the daily. You wake up in the morning, gun goes on, go about my daily business, no matter what it is I'm doing, right? right? And then at night, put the gun away. It goes up in a locked box. That is what I do, literally every single day. My kids see me with a gun on me. They know and expect that I'll have my gun on me right. every single day. So for most families, a lot of our listeners are probably like, that's just weird. My kid's going to look at you and say, you're weird. Right. <laughs> my, my kid automatically assumes, and, and there's a lot of times, uh, one of the, the awkward moments is the kid saying, where's your gun? Like, right, right. <laughs> like feeling around your waistline is like, where's your gun? Right. <laughs> it's because it's abnormal uh, for them, right? Yeah. It's something that, that, you know, that's, they're used to, you know, their, our, their parents being in a position to protect themselves and protect them. So right. that's, again, all, all, all interesting things, all, uh, all things to talk about. Comp C is month is next. Let's do it. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Rack Show. This is the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show, where we talk about everything regarding the Responsibly Armed Citizen. My name is Tim Kelly, and with me I have Frank Horvath. We've been talking about kids and guns, parenting and guns, that type of thing. Um, Man, we've hit on a lot of different things. Uh, One of the things that we like to do at the end of our show is talk about our competency of the month. The competency of the month is something that we originally created as an in-house way of, of uh, keeping, keeping each other accountable and keeping education flowing uh, throughout our cadre. Right. And um, so every, what we were doing is every month we would talk about a high and highlight a specific subject and we'd discuss it. And so um, we've just been including it in our show now and discussing it in the show with, with, uh, with other folks. And I think it's, it's working out really well. So this is actually the last uh, the, the last time we're going to be talking about this particular competency, uh, safe storage of firearms, and then we'll move on to something else uh, next month. But safe storage of firearms and how it relates to kids in the home. What do we got? Well, <clears throat> we already we've already touched on baseline, all right? So right. last segment. We talked about, um, you know, the, the example of the kid defeating the retention device, right, and, and considering that. Um, as far as, you know, safe storage of firearms, it really depends on the, the home. It depends on the, the um, uh, maturity and education level of the kid. Um, it, it depends on um, just a lot, there's a lot of aspects, a lot of things to consider. Um, so, for example... Uh, little kids, toddlers, things like that, a retention device may be enough, mm-hmm. right? That may be just fine. But as they start getting older into those preteen, teenage years, um, then you really should start considering or you really start to look at, um, you know, an actual like safe or vault or something or like some way of retaining that firearm to where um, they are not able to, you know, uh, somebody's not able to, to use it or, you know, unauthorized person's not able to gain, gain access to the firearm. But that poses a, 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 a poses a question, right? It poses something, and um, we'll play devil's advocate just a little bit, right? Throw you a curveball. There are plenty of examples where a child, uh, we'll say a teenager, was able to use a firearm in self-defense of himself or his family or herself her and their their family right and they had ready access to the firearm they were able to use that firearm i know that's an outlier but but tim what do you, what do you think about that what's uh, what is what would you how would you handle that or, or what do you think about a somebody like that being being able to gain access to a firearm and use it in defense of their home man that's a tricky one that's a that's a really tricky subject um uh, I want to read something real quick, uh, just so everybody's on the same page on the the legal reasons why you need to keep your storage, uh, keep your firearms stored. Yep. Um, and so I am reading. Let's see here. This is uh, from the North Carolina General Assembly. Uh, S14-315. Any person who resides in the same premises as a minor owns or possesses a firearm and stores or leaves the firearm in a condition that the firearm can be discharged and in a manner that the person knew or should have known that an unsupervised minor would be able to access to gain access to the firearm is guilty of a class one misdemeanor if a minor gains access to the firearm without the lawful permission of the minor's parents or persons having charge of the minor and the minor if they 
possess it in violation of that code, uh, exhibits it in a public place in a careless or angry or threatening manner, uh, causes personal injury or death with it, and not in self-defense. That's what I really wanted to point out. Not in self-defense. Not in self-defense, or uses it in the commission of a crime. Nothing in this section shall prohibit a person from carrying a firearm or on his or her body or placed in such close proximity that it can be used as easily and quickly as if carried on the body. This section shall not apply if the minor obtained a firearm as a result of an unlawful entry by a person. Minor, as used in this section, means a person under 18 years of age who is not emancipated. Okay, so... I'm trying to think of the different scenarios uh, that could play out where a, a kid gets a hold of a firearm to protect themselves. Um, I don't I don't have I don't have children that are um, at, at that age yet. Um, so I, I, it's hard for me to imagine it. Right. Um, but possibly if uh, if something happened to the parent and the kid knows that the firearm is on the parent and the parent can no longer use it, and the kid grabs it off of the parent and uses it. That is, that is, I think, one of the more logical ways of uh, the child gaining asset, access to the firearm and then using it to defend themselves. Um, other than that, currently, right now, as my household st- sits, that they're not gaining access to any firearm. Like, that's, that's literally the only possible way you know, my children could gain access to one. So um, as they get older, you know, one of the things that, you know, that kind of crosses my mind, we're not talking, and this is not just about self-defense, but um, what happens when, you know, Kipley is, is or, or Addie, you know, decides, hey, you know, I, I want to go duck hunting in the morning. Right. I know you got to go to work, Dad, but um, I want to go duck hunt. You know, can, can I go duck hunt? When they get to be a specific specific age, how how do I go about handling that? Like there there are um, you know different different considerations here. Um, you have to uh, you have to be thinking about you know ahead of time of like how am I going to handle those situations? Right, right. right. Am I going to let my you know sixteen seventeen year old you know son or daughter go out themselves you know out to the pond or whatever and go duck hunting you know or go out to the deer stand and go deer hunting? with a rifle, you know, am I going to turn them loose with a, with a firearm? And like there, there are, and how, what provisions am I putting in place to, to make sure that they're okay doing that? Right. There's, there's a lot of different considerations here. And, um, I, I would say I, the one thing I wouldn't do is uh, allow them to have access to both ammunition and a firearm, like, like they can just go up, go and grab them and, and take them anytime they want. Uh, and I, I think that will be a rule in our house until they are 18 years old, right. you know, or, or older. Um, I mean, for, for me, man, it's, it's a tough one, right? Yeah. Again, I'm like you, I don't, I don't have kids that are, that are, um, you know, that old yet. So as of right now, it's just, it's not even a thought in our house, but you know, the, the stories that scare me or the, not, I don't want to say scare me, the stories that I'm reminded of about, you know, the possibility of something. Texas, 2013, a 15-year-old kid, um, 12-year-old sister, 12-year-old daughter, um, sister, were left at, at, at home. Parents were, you know, at work or whatever it may have been. Um, armed intruders, multiple armed intruders, 
bro- uh, were attempting to break into this, you know, Texas house. So the 15-year-old knew where the father's farm was, went and retrieved the farm, and successfully used it against these yeah. intruders, right? If they were to get in, and, you know, there's a 12-year-old girl, you know, a 15-year-old boy that's at home alone, I mean, that's, I, I know that's an outlier, right? right. I, I, I'll, I'll admit that that's an outlier. But, you know, that could have been so much worse. What if that was your kid? I right. mean, that's what I'm trying to weigh that against. Yeah. So, I, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, we're going to handle that in my home, my family. That's something that, you know, as we grow, we're going to learn a little bit more. But, you know, there, I, you know understanding and studying the law, there are a number of cases across the states, right? There are a number of cases where an incident like that has un, uh, you know, opened up, has unrolled. Um, Tim, just literally just last night up in Pennsylvania, uh, there was another, you know, big block citywide, or not block, but, you know, um, a neighborhood-wide uh, gang violence, mm. neighborhood-wide um, shooting. Um, you know, so there's people all over the place that were, you know, you know firing guns and things like that at each other, again, gang-related, sure. that that... You know, what if that was my family and, and they were involved in that? We were not involved with the gangs, but what if that was happening around us? I don't know. You know yeah. I don't. I don't know how to react to that. You know, maybe maybe there's a rule of thumb there. You know, if they're if if they're of an age where they can be trusted to be left at home by themselves, maybe they do need to have access to to uh, to something. You know, to to be able to protect themselves in the event somebody tries to you know. Um, you know, break into the house or something like that, like in the instance you were talking about a minute ago. Um, but but at the same time, where I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, well, there are other preventative measures we can put in place to sure. help mitigate it even more. So that yeah. doesn't require an access so far. Yeah. So it's 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 catch twenty two. It's like yeah, I, I I want my my kids to be able to defend themselves, but is the tool of a firearm the proper Choice, right. right, for them to defend the fire, for them to, to defend themselves, right. That's that's what you got to weigh out. That's yeah. what you got to figure out. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Um, we're very cool. So, uh, like I said, I, I knew I threw that curveball at you as far as you know, the, you know, kids having reg- ready access to it. Um, Tim, uh, as far as you know, kids uh, gaining access to firearms, kids, um, you know, storage of firearms inside a home. Uh, what else do you think? Is there anything else out there? This will be the last one. Man, uh, just final thoughts. Uh, if, 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 if you have kids, educate them about firearms to the best of your abilities, right? Get, get them education the best you possibly can. If you don't know enough about firearms, seek out somebody who does. You know, uh, we, we have taught kids, we have taught families, um, and that type of thing at our place at Apache, um, there's no shame in that. Go go no. find out more information. Keep your guns locked up, right? As you said a while ago, put preventative measures in place in your home. Keep it lo- keep your house fortified, right? Uh, win that battle before it even starts. Right. Um, those those are the things that you need to be considering as a responsibly armed citizen, or even just as a parent. As a parent, you need to educate your kids and and make sure that they know that guns should be locked up. Um, there are all kinds of different, uh, you know, different ways you can lock up your guns. You can go back to the previous episodes. We talked about different breach locks. We've talked about Harbor Freight, you know, Apache cases, cases. <laughs> Apache cases. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've talked about, you know, the Vault Tech USA stop box. There's all kinds of them out there. 
it's crazy, man. You just jump on Amazon. It's a two-day delivery away. You know, just just get it to your house and get it locked up. That's really the, the best answer there. So moving forward, we're going to be talking about next year or next year, next month. We're going to be talking about the competency of the month, functions of a cartridge or shell, and the phases of ballistics. That All should right. be an interesting. Yeah, one. we're going to start getting a little technical. Yeah, I love man. it. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll see how that works out. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. Well, guys, that has been the Rack Show. We appreciate it. That's our show for the day. We will see you guys next week. 